0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 114, Navigating Healthy Snacking on the Go, Fueling Your Travels with Smart Choices. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Real World Nutrition, Shelly Rayel, and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. And as this episode is being recorded and getting ready to drop, we are at the beginning of December and the time of year where I tend to avoid the airports and too much travel. But obviously, a lot of people do have travel coming up with the holiday season. Now, even though this is dropping around the holiday season, travel happens year round, obviously. So a lot of the tips that I'm providing today about healthy snacking on the go and fueling your travel applies year round. And while it also applies to car travel, train travel, I do tend to focus more on airplane travel, since that is the one that tends to be the most unpredictable. And when I talk about this, really, we don't need to have snacks and all kinds of things happening for a simple car trip. It feels like we have to have snacks at the ready for anything these days. But really, it is about being prepared with the unpredictability of travel. So as a lot of us know, I've been lucky. I shouldn't say this. I have been lucky that I haven't had major travel issues when it comes to delays and missed flight. It has happened, I've had lost luggage before, but what I tend to see a lot is from the comfort of my home, seeing things on the news when there's an air travel meltdown, whether it's from the airlines or weather issues and people being stranded at airports or places away from home. So what I tend to think of is better being prepared for the unexpected. Thinking about when that three hour layover that we were hoping for could have breakfast or lunch or a meal becomes a scramble from one gate to the to another. So trying to get a connecting flight instead of having that time for a leisurely meal. Or when you have that road trip, when it becomes a journey of patience because of unforeseen delays from A highway shutdown to weather issues. So I always say let's be prepared with smart healthy snacks in case those things come to play. So as I said we don't need to be in a perpetual state of snacking but being prepared is best when the unexpected happens and you have something at the ready. And it's the difference between a frazzled dash through the airport terminal and a leisurely pit stop to enjoy your surroundings. There's been times where I've had long layovers or long waits at the airport for five hours. I even had a layover of 10 hours this past summer. I was able to explore the city, but sometimes it could turn into something much different. So I'm going to address some tips and tricks to help you with your energy and keeping from being too hungry as you're traveling. So number one, pack smart snacks. So if you're engaging or engaging, if you're having air travel and your flight is delayed, you may find that your in-flight pretzel snack or peanuts or whatever snacks they're giving you just isn't gonna cut it. Or as I said, you plan to arrive just in time for lunch, and then your flight is delayed, you can't take off due to fog, and then next thing you know, you're starving, and that lunch you were gonna eat at your landing zone, landing city, is now four or five, or even later in the afternoon or evening. So having some snacks on hand can provide a mix of nutrients to help you stay fueled. But what I'm gonna do is, besides just talking about snacks, talk about other things we can do and what types of snacks can be helpful when we're traveling, including a variety of options and different scenarios. So one of the things I like to say is, hey, have some sliced veggies with some hummus or a small sandwich for a substantial snack between delays or between flights, I should say, in case there's extended delays. So like a peanut butter and honey sandwich, carrots or cucumbers work well when you're traveling. But let's back up and say one thing that is most, the most important thing when we're doing airport travel or airline travel or just travel in general is staying hydrated. Dehydration can make any journey feel longer than it is. And so we can end up with headaches or feeling much hungrier than we really are because we're a little bit dehydrated. So I always suggest that we bring a reusable water bottle. So you don't need to pay for the overpriced water on the other side of security or at a gas station or a convenience store. You can have the water bottle with you. Now, I do recommend you don't bring your super fancy or expensive water bottle if that's something you have, because there have been times where I've left my water bottle in the back of the airplane In my rush to get my suitcase out from above the overhead compartment. But have it be your travel sidekick. Staying well hydrated can help with minimizing fatigue, especially when you're covering different time zones. And it's an excellent way to resist the temptation of high sugar or high salt snacks. Now a lot of places, a lot of airports I've noticed have water stations, so not just the water fountain, but a place where you can refill your water bottle. And then any soda fountain, when you're at the gas station or convenience store, any soda fountain has a water tap, so to speak. So if you look at one of the sodas, you might see a little gray knobby on the side of one of the sodas, and that's where you get water if it's not labeled. So that's one of the first things i recommend when it comes to traveling and staying healthy as well as having a snack now technology and water isn't necessarily a snack but i also recommend that you have portioned out snacks when you're traveling so being mindful of your portions is crucial so you can buy the extra large trail mix or buy the larger portions of items but it's also easy to overconsume those so I tend to recommend that people get portion-controlled containers or the smaller ziploc containers or reusable snack bags that you can put in some of your snack foods. And that's another thing is the snack foods that you can do is something like homemade trail mix. That is one of my go-to to snack recommendations. Now you can create your own trail mix so you can have your own blend of nuts and seeds and dried fruits and even chocolate. But what's the big deal of buying a pre-made snack mix? Now, when I say what's the big deal, trust me, when you're at the airport, you're going to look at the price of that trail mix or that snack mix and definitely go for a cheaper and less nutritious candy bar or package of chips. So I recommend that we pack our own homemade trail mix, or I should say our own trail mix. It doesn't have to be homemade, but that's something that you can do. Additionally, I recommend that we have protein packed options. So including protein in your snacks can help keep hunger at bay, help keep hunger from creeping up on us so quickly. So this could be something like Greek yogurt cups. Now this is something when you're traveling by air may not be allowed but certainly by car you can have that in a mini cooler. Things like cheese sticks and even hard boiled eggs you can travel with in the car or by plane with those two and those are protein packed options. Also as the trail mix I already mentioned that's certainly something that you can have. But also, I'd say this, you can also consider the single serve protein shakes or bars for an extra protein boost. And when I say the single serve protein shakes, that could be something like the powder that you mix with water on the other side, because of course, having a protein shake is not going to swing through TSA. Now, when I say this, the bars and things like that, Most of these are going to be TSA friendly and help you with refueling. So the cheese, the eggs, the trail mix, the protein bars, these are all going to be able to get through TSA and they don't necessarily need refrigeration. Now, one of the things I tend to recommend too is when you're traveling, especially through the airport, to try to avoid the high liquid calorie counts. So when I say that the high liquid calorie counts, this would be things that are high in sugar, high in added fats in a lot of cases. So I recommend sticking with the water or even just coffee and a little bit more water when you want to stay hydrated without having that whole slam of calories and added fats and added sugars. Now, I mentioned TSA friendly snacks, so I just want to reiterate some of these things. So, dry snacks like nuts, seeds, granola bars, and dried fruit don't raise an eyebrow. They pass through security pretty easily. And prepackaged nut butter or hummus can get through TSA, but it's got to be the right size, and that needs to be below 100 milliliters or that three ounce threshold. So sometimes nut butters can come in little foil packets that you can take through, or there's some uh, peanut butter bites that I have, they're solid, semi-solid, so those aren't considered liquid. But years ago, I shouldn't say years ago, a couple years ago, I was trying to get through TSA with my carry-on with some peanut butter. In a container that was larger than that 100 milliliter max or that three ounce maximum and peanut butter was officially still is as of this recording considered a liquid and so it was confiscated i think that tsa agent wanted my peanut butter but i just let it go i wasn't going to argue about it it was a sealed container it was about five ounces but it just didn't get through now in the past, I've also used or been able to get through um, Greek yogurt in containers larger than three ounces. However, the very same trip at a different airport, I was not able to get through that get through with yogurt. So it's going to vary. So I just say watch out, yogurt may not be able to get through if you're traveling by plane. However. Fruits like apples, bananas, and berries are still going to get through your TSA security checkpoint. Now, I'm not a TSA expert. I don't claim to be. I go through my um, security just like everybody else, but I often carry snacks with me because I've found myself in some situations where I've, where I explained at the beginning, I thought I was going to have time for a meal and it turns out barely making the flight because of various reasons. So as this holiday season kicks into gear and travel madness, and again, any time of year, these snack tips and hydration tips are really important to consider. Now, I just want to mention a couple other things just for general health and wellness when it comes to traveling, especially when you're sitting for long periods of time so i've mentioned the hydration i've mentioned snacks and various things that you can do to help yourself with healthy snacks but a few more things move those muscles so long flights or road trips can leave you feeling stiff so i always recommend and lots of people recommend this get in some stretches get out and take a walk walk during livers take a break every couple of hours if you're driving to keep those blood flowing and there's muscles the muscles happy and reducing your risk of cramps and potentially any blood clots now on airplanes unless that seatbelt sign is on or the drink cart is in the aisle you can walk up and down the aisle if needed Just don't act like a creeper or being suspicious. But if you do need to get up and walk around, you certainly can get up and move as long as it's safe and appropriate to do so. Now, if you're going to be on especially long flights, dare I suggest how we can sleep? I've never been able to successfully sleep well on a flight, no matter how long it's been or how exhausted I am. So I always recommend that we have a good night's sleep beforehand, especially if you're gonna be on a long flight. But if you've been in an airport recently, you've seen many people have those travel neck pillows. And if it's going to be a long flight, maybe consider an eye mask and earplugs to help you sleep or help you at least black out, block out some people and sounds around you. And if you're gonna be traveling to different time zones, one of the things that is recommended is start your bedtime routine at home the week before. So if you're going to be traveling to a different time zone, especially if it's several time zones away, while you're at home the week before, start your bedtime routine at the time of the place you're traveling to. That sounds so, so well and good that it's never been something I've been able to practically apply just because it just never works out. And then when you arrive at your destination, again, especially if it's in a different time zone or several time zones away, get into the eating or meal schedule of your local time. So this is where snacking becomes helpful. So if you arrive at your destination at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or one in the morning, it's not likely you're going to be able to go out to eat or it may not be a good time to go out to eat. And so you'll have to wait until breakfast. And if it's you're already breakfast time or another meal time at your home, your body's going to be hungry still. So that's why I encourage those snacks during the trip. And then be mindful of portion sizes. If you're super hungry, you might tend to overeat. So again, those snacks can help. Now, With regard to keeping yourself healthy during the travel season, oh my gosh, one of these things I'm sure we've heard plenty about it over the last few years is traveling always has a companion with us, and that's germs, bacteria, viruses, heaven knows what else. Some of those things we don't want to know, but... I always recommend packing a hand sanitizer and even a pack of antibacterial wipes and just do a quick wipe down of some of those surfaces that 30 other people have touched that day probably. So like the tray table but not just the tray table but the knob that holds the tray table up because those planes those things are not cleaned in between flights. You know it's a turn and burn for a lot of these. So maybe just do a little bit more due diligence and wipe it down. And then going back to the time zone thing, if you're already crossing a bunch of time zones, try to sync your internal clock with your destination's time as soon as possible. So as I said, it's often recommended that we try to set our clock to our destination's time before takeoff, and it's not always practical. But When we get to our destination, try to get on their schedule, that schedule, as soon as you can and resist the urge to crash or go to bed early and push it to the local time. Now, this past summer, I landed at a place at midnight after traveling for many, many hours, finally got to my hotel at about one o'clock and was able to promptly get to sleep and get up by about seven o'clock the next morning it was only about six hours of sleep but it was trying to stay on the local time all right so my last wellness tip for you is this if you can avoid making out and back trips of under 48 hours especially if you're traveling in one or two time zones or more Having done several of those, I know those trips that are under 48 hours and two time zone differences often mean less sleep, more exposure to germs, less eating well, less exercise, and an increased risk of getting sick in those few days after you get home. Now, is it worth it? Well, probably not, but is it practical? I acknowledge having done many of these 48 hour or less out and back trips, the reason they're 48 hours or less is because it's for a very specific purpose. It's not for a leisurely vacation. It's to do something very specific. So it's not always practical to completely eliminate some of those quick trips that have to be done in our lives. But if you can do the best you can to avoid it. So navigating challenges, or I should say navigating the travel challenges, not everything's a challenge. Most of the time things go well, but as much as you can, try to prepare yourself with healthy snack options, prepare for the unexpected, and hopefully you won't need it, and stay healthy and well this travel season. Happy holidays, everyone. I want to invite you to come on over to the website, take a look at some of the options that I have for this coming year. I have some new programs starting at the beginning of the year. I currently have the 12 days of wellness going on. And if you're interested in that, it's not too late to hop on in and take a look at what's happening with the 12 days of wellness. If you sign up over on the website, you can see previous days and be part of the rest of the 12 days of wellness that runs until December 24th. All right, everyone, I'm going to stop talking. You take care. Bye for now.